Hi everyone, and welcome to the sixth episode of Your Fab Life. Today, we have the pleasure of interviewing Martha Stewart Magazine featured relationship coach and lawyer, Bissela Adeyemi, on her five relationship tips for single professional women over 30. Hi, everybody. Um, Thanks for joining us again for another episode of Your Fab Life. Today, we have the honor of interviewing and discussing with Miss Bissela Adeyemi. I almost said Bissela Derevola because that's what I met her as. She's married um, now, and she's actually a good friend of mine who is not only an attorney just like me, but a relationship coach. And so it's a perfect time to have her on the podcast because uh, today we will be discussing uh, five tips for women 30 and over that are single and are still looking to get married that are also professional women. So uh, with that being said, that that's a mouthful, but I know a lot of women in the audience fall in that category that they're professional women. Um, they are over 30. Uh, maybe they're dating. Um, They may even have boyfriends, but they're not married yet. And so they're worried about checking that off their list of things to do. And so Bissela today is going to help us with that checklist and keeping us on track. Bissela, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jahan. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, yes. I, I said I was going to eventually get you on the podcast. I just, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I was like, <laughs> I've got to figure out what's, what's, the, what's going to be the topic. Um, something I did mention in her introduction. Um, so Bissela actually got married, and uh, got engaged and married in under a year. Her wedding was featured in the Martha Stewart magazine. Mm-hmm. So what you're about to listen to, you, you're not listening to somebody that thinks they know what they're talking about. You're listening to someone that is tried and proved, okay? Like they right. actually did it. They were in their 30s, they were single, and they were able to get married. A lot of times we're listening to advice from people that haven't done it yet, which I think right. is a <laughs> So this one actually did it. So definitely listen in closely in her tips on how she was able to still in her 30s, get married in a very short period of time, and have a, a wonderful marriage with her, her husband. And she also had a baby. So maybe a few months. So I want to say within a year and a half, she got engaged, married and had a baby for those that also want to have children. That is still possible in your 30s. I know a lot of times people feel like their biological clock is ticking. Um, so, yeah. She, she is the go-to on this subject, so we're super excited to have her on. So with that being said, let's jump into the five tips. Uh, so the first tip you have for our audience is focus on God and not statistics. What do you mean by that? So before I speak, let, the caveat is most of, most of what I'm saying is probably going to reference the Bible because that's how I was helped. God had to help me. And so through <laughs> his help with me, I can help other women because if it was not for him, I don't know where I would be right now. So the reason why I said focus on God and not statistics is because most people, especially by the time they get to 30, they feel like their options are dwindling. Um, and many people are like, well, it's more women out here than men. Actually, statistically, there are more men than women. Um, when I looked it up, it's 50, 50.4% of men and 49.6% of women. So it's almost even. But where it gets a little testy in the Black community, people are like, well, men, they're homosexual men, they're men that's in jail, and then da da da. So that like cuts down my options. Yes, it cuts down your options, but 
the black community is not the only community where have has that have homosexual males that have men in jail that have men that are, that are not ready to get married so what makes you different than a white woman an asian woman hispanic woman you know what i mean so sometimes it's our understanding and our thinking that um prevents us from finding the type of men that we're looking for. And so that's why I said, focus on God, because what does the Bible says? He that think is, so is he. Whatever you think about, like if you're focusing on the negative statistics, you are going to become like that. And so that's why it was important for me when I was in my process to focus on what did God actually say um, about me? And it says in um, Isaiah 62, verse four, it says, you shall no longer be termed forsaken. And I know sometimes we feel like we're, especially like once you, after 30, and if you hit 35, you feel like you left behind because you're not that young, hot thing anymore, right? Like society says you're not that young, hot thing anymore. And if you're a professional, people are like, oh, well, maybe that's not why, maybe that's why you don't have a man because um, no man want a woman that making more money than them and da, 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 this and that. And it's just like. Yeah, I think my mom actually, I think I told you the other day, my mom said, just this is something my mom did pass along to me and I wish she had, you know, she had this whole list of things for me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and one of those things was men really don't want a professional woman. I don't care what they say. That's not what they really want. And and there may be some men that want, you know, someone that's more not that they're a bum and not working, that they want someone more traditional where the work would be considered second and the home would be considered first. There are some men that still still want that. Um, mm -hmm. But I also think there's some men that want a balance. So, you know, I think whoever you are, like you said, you need to pray to God that God aligns you with someone that's going to accept you for who you are and not exactly. necessarily you have, you know, you're, you know, you're this, you're that. Um, another interesting statistic specifically with Black women um, is, I'm sure you've heard of it, that we're the least on the list to mm -hmm. get married. So I think it's met us and Asian men. And so the joke was that we should get together. Um, so I'm not telling my audience of, of Black professional women, the ones that are listening to go and marry an Asian man, but I think it goes to say that, you know, whether you're Black, White, Asian, Hispanic, you don't necessarily have to stay in your race. You don't necessarily have to stay in your age. I totally, I totally agree. And I mean, the only, the caveat in the Bible says that, you know, do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever, but there are Christian believers who are white, who are, who are Black, who who we even within the black community are Caribbean, who are African, they're Asian believers, they're um, you know, South Pacific believers. They're right. so to me, my thing is, especially if you're a Christian and you your goal is to one day be in heaven, who do you think you're gonna be in heaven with? Is it is it gonna be black people or because I'm not understanding why it's so hard for people to go outside of their race to date if where everybody is a brother or sister or somebody that we should love. Um, and so to me, that cabinet goes outside of just uh you know friendship and and um human you know just like human love that can be an intimate partner that gets you more than the little right right down the street you know what right. I mean yes right right down the street who because you, you know he right. feels like you know you're a black woman you're not married yet you'll have no options so I'm gonna just try my luck you know what I mean most people meet people in their place of work at school or whatever and if you're a professional unfortunately nine times out of ten you're gonna be with you're gonna be in settings where it's not gonna be a lot of black people okay so 
if you're in settings where, you know, you're, um, it may not be a lot of black people, then open yourself up to the people that you are around there. I went, when I studied abroad in China, the, with the group that I went in law school, I was the only black female and this white guy that I never even, like, I wasn't even checking for him or whatever. He just took a liking to me and we became cool to the point where people thought we were dating. We weren't dating. Cause I actually had a boyfriend, um, in law school, black guy we weren't dating but i was comfortable around him because when we were in the same setting we're both americans in this chinese school like studying abroad so we had that commonality even though we weren't of the same race there were other things that were pulling us together and so i think that you know for women especially black women because i feel like other women don't mind dating outside their race but it, it seemed like black women have this loyalty that is like not there that does not need to be there towards only black men and I'm like, why? If you are a Christian, you're supposed to love all people. And I understand that, you know, because I may have a preference. Like you may understand that you have a preference. Exactly. I understand that you have a preference, but make sure your preference is in alignment with what God has called you to do. And that's actually my second point. I don't, I don't know if you want to go into the Yeah, we point. can move to the second point. So her second tip is understand what you want in marriage. So when I say understand what you want in marriage, we're going into preferences, understand what you want in marriage and what you desire. But because we did not create marriage, God did. Right. There is a reason why he created women to be a helpmate to men. And so if you're at a stage where you're like, I got my own, I'm a professional. I got my own. I'm doing this and that. My preferences is a super rich guy. Is If. Your, if God's will for your life is not in alignment with that guy, that guy's will for his life, then why is God going to, you know, why is God obligated to put you guys together? I see. Do you see what I'm saying? So if you trying to marry somebody that is not going to take you for in the will of God for your life, it's not going to work out. Or if it works out, it's not going to be God. Because a lot of people say, oh, what God put together, let no man put asunder. A lot of marriages out here, God didn't put together. So that's, let's start from there. That's the, that's the foundation. Let's, did God put y'all together in the first place? So if you're going the route that God wants you to go, because he was the one who instituted marriage in the first place. If you're going based on his will for your life, that's what you should pray about. Not necessarily preferences, because your preferences can always change. And my understanding is if you want to be married, you want to be married for a lifetime, not for 10 years and not for 20 years. So if you're married to somebody based on your preferences at this moment in your life, 10 years from now, I hope your preferences will change if you grow. Well, it's funny that you say that in terms of preferences, because, you know, when am I, you know, when I, when I was maybe in my early twenties, I always had this joke that, oh, you know, I'm not going to have to cook. I'm not going right. to get a maid. I'm going to get a, uh, you know, a chef, you know, I still been getting these days because I'm tired now being a, a perky <laughs> professional woman, but I always said that I wouldn't have to do all that for a guy. I would just delegate those things out. And, you know, I wanted a guy that was super wealthy that didn't need anything from me. Cause up to that point, I felt like a lot of the people that I dated always needed something from me and sometimes mm -hmm. it would be financial so I said well you know what? if I get a guy that you know super wealthy they're never going to need a dime from me you know they can take care of themselves things like that so just slowly in my 20s you know my list I started to put a list together of things that I thought that I wanted now that obviously I'm in my 30s it's different because not that I want someone that 
needs to rely on me financially, but I don't need anyone that's uber wealthy. You know, if you mm-hmm. are, then that's great. You know, I tend to attract what Kevin Samuel says, uh, high value guys, you know, men that make over $250,000. And again, ladies, just 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 as a caveat, if you know who Kevin Samuels is, I know he's very controversial because he talks about, you know, essentially his main topic is high value men and the women coming on a show, why they deserve or don't deserve a high value man. Um, that's the central topic of his of his platform. Um, however, keep in mind the definition of his high value man is just money. So it's not, mm-hmm. are they spiritual? Are they kind? Are they considerate? Are they loyal? It, 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 that doesn't go into his definition of high value. High value is you have a man that's making a certain amount of money. And, and, and the fortunate thing is, uh, you know, with women, especially, you know, specifically this podcast uh, episode is dedicated to single women 30 and over that are professional women. You know, he makes it very clear. Yeah, once you're over your 30s, they can, you know, somebody 40 and 50, especially a high value man can date someone in your 20s and, and nobody would blink. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. going to have more of those options. Also, um, let's say they don't want to date someone in their 20s. Maybe they want to still date someone that's a little closer to their age then you're looking at, you know, well, they may not want them to be too smart, be a professional and overtalk them or outthink them. They want someone that's going to be a little more submissive and catering to them. And they feel like a professional woman would be able to give them that. So, you know, he has. Okay. Let me, let me, let me interject real quick. I am sorry. Let me interject real quick. (laughs) To be quite honest, like I've listened to some of his stuff and I okay. don't necessarily understand where he's getting that from. And I'm like, are you like, when you do your, your primary research, cause I'm thinking like the people in his audiences research, when you're doing your research, is it only black men? Because it's very hard for me to believe that if you're making a certain amount of money, you don't want a woman who is a little bit intelligent because well, I don't think he says not so much intelligent. I think when you get some women that are like doctors and lawyers, these huge professions, there is um, it just, and I think it just comes with how we're trained, especially lawyers, right? But, that but, we will overtalk, that we won't be submissive. It has like that, even if that's not who you, who you really are. Because for example, for me, you would think the fact that I'm a law professor, I'm a lawyer, so I'm going to automatically think I'm always right. I'm going to talk over you. I'm not going to be submissive. You would just assume by those titles, that's who I am. But I'm actually the complete opposite. I'm actually in my personal relationships way more submissive than I am in my professional relationships. I tend to cater more, right, in my Mm -hmm. personal relationships. But if I told you, if you never met me, and I came out of my mouth and say, oh, I'm a lawyer, you're going to immediately put these assumption tags on me and probably not want to date me. And so my friends laugh. I don't tell people that I'm a lawyer out the gate. I may say I'm a professor, which is not a lie. I may say that. I may say I do some producing. I have a podcast. I'll say everything but lawyer because I don't want to lead with that, unfortunately, because it comes, right? It comes with these sort of um, assumptions. And so, and then of course my girlfriend says, you have a whole organization called Lawyer Bay. Like, how do they not know you're a lawyer? I'm like, yeah, because I don't, I don't lead with that. I don't lead. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a black guy, white guy, Asian guy. I don't lead with the businesses I own or the organizations I'm a part of. I lead with who I am. And I let them get to know me first, 
right? Um, mm -hmm. And then I slowly but surely let them know those other things about me. Uh, but yeah, to the point of Kevin saying this, it's not that he's completely off. I mean, he's he's obviously for five years interviewed several different types of men, uh, especially men that make over a certain amount of money. And so he's just pulling from what they say, like in terms of what they prefer and want. And so my thing- Well, is the thing is, the thing is in the United States alone, there's 161 million men, okay. right? And, and we only need to marry one. So <laughs> as much as, you know, what he's saying is that a lot of, high value men want certain women of certain qualities look at mark zuckerberg his wife is a doctor now mm -hmm. is she a doctor now like i don't know if she's like still practicing but she definitely like has her degree she is a medical doctor you know what i mean so there that's an example of it first of all it don't get any high value than that <laughs> you know what i mean and and he and he's married to a doctor okay asian right. woman not even a white woman an asian right. woman Right. So that's what I'm saying that you need to, to me, my thing, my understanding is I was created to be with somebody that I'm going to help along with their journey. They're going to help me with their journey. If our journeys are not align, aligning, then yeah, I may not be your preference, but in your state right now, as a lawyer, as somebody who's educated, as somebody who's nurturing, nurturing, you're going to, you're going to attract someone who needs those qualities in his life. Because if, because my thing is, is not only about a woman making babies, because if you look in a Bible, there was no children in the garden of Eden. So what was, what, so what was Eve helping Adam to do? There was no mention of children being born until after the fall, after the garden. Of Eden. So when she was in the garden of Eden, what, she was just sitting and looking at Adam or was she helping out with his responsibilities that was already given to him by God? Right. So when a man is saying, I don't need a woman but to cook and clean and to have my children, no, you need a maid and you need somebody else. You need a surrogate, but that's right. not a wife. That's not there's a, a wife. difference. Yeah, right. and there's a lot of immature men out here who make a lot of money that are requiring certain things. And if you're not confident enough, or if you don't know about yourself enough, or you don't know what God has called you to, you're going to fall and you're going to mistakenly fall in line with that preference, not knowing that that's not for you. There are, there are millions of men in the United States alone. So there's billions of men in the world that you only marry in one person. So my preference right. don't need to be your preference. And, and, and I love that you say that because I know you said don't necessarily focus on statistics, but I actually like that statistic that at the end of right. the day, there's so many men out here, you're not trying to marry everyone. You can't marry everyone. Right. And so yeah, you may not get it right the first or second time, but because again, there's so many men out here, you have to open. And, and again, like you said, that's just the United States, not the world. Right. You know, most people are meeting people online and through maybe business trips and things like that. You, your husband could be on the other side of the world. You don't know. And I think right. that, that goes to, again, understanding what you want in a marriage. The more you open up the sort of things um, overall you want and be open to the possibility that it may not necessarily look exactly, you know, maybe what you thought it would look like. I feel like the more you're open, the better, better off you, you will be. I, def I definitely think that, 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 that holds true. Um, which leads to your third tip, relying on just rely on discernment. Uh, what do you mean by that? And I know a lot of times women say, I have a sixth sense, you know, I can tell yeah. when something's off. So Tell us a little bit more about that. 
Well, when women get into their 30s and sometimes into their 40s, I feel like they're, they're, um, they reduce their quote unquote requirements for the type of husband that they're looking for just because they feel like, okay, there are not a lot of men out here or maybe the, the, the nice ones or the educated ones or the ones that are making a lot of money, they already been taken up. Like they got married in their thirties, you know, early thirties. So now what do I have left? And they reduce, um, they reduce like the expectation. They reduce the expectation and just allow anybody and they see all these red signs they see all these red signs coming and knowing that something is off they still continue because at the end of the day the guy is showing interest baby boo like you are god's daughter mm-hmm. you are the daughter of the king of kings and the lord of lords like you don't just want anybody and he doesn't just want anybody for you so you don't have to reduce your expectations and um, um, overlook all these red flags just so that somebody can say that they, they're, they're with you. You're the prize, not them. But at the same time, the heart of man is desperately wicked who may know it. The only person that know truly, truly know the heart of man is God. And so, especially when you're like dating online, if you don't have, I, I, I prefer people to get introduced by family members, by friends. Tell them, tell them your story about how you were actually introduced through family. This wasn't, you weren't going out. It was like church, right. work, church work. So you weren't going to meet anybody on a dating app. <laughs> right. So right. I, I mean, I personally, I'm an introvert. So I'm a homebody. Like I love my home. Like I love chilling with myself. Like I'm not a type of person that needs to go out. And so a lot of people are like, well, then maybe that's why you're not married because you need to be out. You need to be seen. Like if they don't see you at the well, like- you know, and, and well is a biblical reference to you just being out. Because when you look in the Bible, a lot of people, like a lot of men met their wives at the well when they were, you know, working or out. So if you're not out. So that's about, like, like the club or the lounge. Or the exactly. Okay. Exactly. Like okay. if you're if you're not out at, you know, functions, weddings, because in the African community is a lot of weddings. Like if you're not going to a wedding so that you can be seen, so that you can shine your eye, um, then who's going to meet you? And I honestly had a, had a sit down talk with God. Like, listen, my personality is such that I like being by myself. Like, I don't need to, I have my friends and we can go out to dinner and we can go to brunch and stuff, but I'm not about to be hopping, skipping and jumping everywhere around town just so I can be available for a man to see me. Like if he's going to see me, he needs to, to come where I am. And lo and behold, um, I did not realize that my mom had given my number to her cousin in Nigeria and that cousin had a friend that had a son that was single, gave him my number on my birthday. When I was in my office, my I was working um, uh, for my mentor at the time at a law uh, practice. In the office, I'm like working on a case or whatever, and my phone rings. And I usually don't answer the phone if I don't know the number. But today, I was just adventurous. So I answered the phone. It was your birthday. So you're like, maybe it's it was my birthday. Right. right. I'm like, maybe somebody is wishing me well or something or something right. like that. So I picked up the phone and it was my now husband. And I met him from, I didn't meet him at a club. He wasn't even in the same state. He was in Chicago. Like when we met, he was in Chicago. So we weren't even in the same state. And so that's what I mean by you need to allow God to 
give you direction and give you understanding and then know your personality. If you're not, if you're not an extrovert, if you're not somebody who's out in the streets or, um, you know, who's out and about or whatever, and you don't necessarily go to functions, I don't think that you cannot get married. I think that you need to adjust um, like how you're you know, meeting meeting people, and like you said, how you're meeting one people. way really should be either through family and friends, or maybe just even at work, like you said, because most of the time, and you know why? Work. Because they help they hold them accountable. Because in the beginning, when my when my husband um, called me, whatever, we we were just friends in the beginning or whatever, but they he was held accountable from not only his father, but my mom's cousin or whatever. And so that's why I say it's so important to have discernment because if you are meeting people that have no connection with any of your family members or friends or whatever, you don't know this person from literally Adam. So and they could be making up be literally a whole narrative. Be they making up a whole story. The and same girls, same Listen, pictures. I have same seen thing. it. People dating men and they have a whole other family that they didn't know about like married with children and this man is perpetrating like he's a single man trying to get married for the first time and so don't ignore those red flags i call it discernment like you need to pray if you don't have it like if you like loopy loo like everything is all good in the world that's great that you have that personality but pray that god gives you a spirit of discernment so that's that whole like um intuition that's what some people call intuition your sixth sense it's called discernment like god give me discernment like if this man is not trying to be serious or if he's just trying to you know to have a good time and he doesn't want to settle down like let me know that ahead of time like not only let, let me, me know but they always say also a lot of times people don't want to pray it because they're not ready to pray it but you should also just pray if this person isn't the sort of person i can move forward with in a you know a serious relationship a potential marriage remove him remove him from my life maybe he starts getting interested in someone else so something happens where just eventually you guys go in your separate direction and it's actually a good thing it's actually, it's actually a good thing because one, you're not wasting time. If you're in your thirties already, you don't need to be dating with nobody for no another ten years. Like, it needs to be because now well, that's you, what's and, funny. And, you and, even you met him. Well, met him on the phone. Your your mm-hmm. husband now tell me why on his uh, on your birthday that was in July. You know, by October you're in a serious relationship. By that following February, so five right. Like less than six or seven months after talking to him on the phone mm-hmm. for your birthday, you're in a boyfriend girlfriend relationship. He's proposing to you. I was there. It was Valentine's Day. I didn't know what to do. I just saw things were set up. I was like, oh, this is just kind of a way for everybody, you know, for everyone to meet, to kind of meet and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And he had decided that was going to be her proposal, which was really sweet because he actually got to meet all at once. Right. My friends and family. family. Your friends. Right. But again, it didn't take him two, three, four, five years to get to that point. It took him a couple of months. Exactly. To what do they say that a man knows that within three months? Within three months, if this is the sort of person they can marry. So right. not to say that they were proposing those three months, but at least they kind of already know. So that's why. And people, that's also a man who's ready to get married. Now, if you are true. in a relationship with somebody who's that's already not ready, to I'm married. not ready, but I like being around you. And you know you want to get married. That's not the relationship for you. Like that. That I mean, what are you waiting for? That's not the relationship for you. You know what I mean? So, right. um, because you know the other relationship that I was with before this, that I actually thought I was going to get married, yeah, and I ended up not getting married because I thought he was perfect on paper. Um, and a lot of other people thought he was perfect on paper, but it was that discernment that I was like, something is off. So I literally prayed like, Lord, if something, if something is happening that I don't know about, show me. And in a dream, God showed me that he was interested in somebody else. 
I could, I asked him like, listen, is it only me or whatever? Like what's going on? Told me he was cheating or whatever. And then end up getting married to someone else like six months later. So when I, when you, even though it's difficult to hear, like when you have that discernment, you may like somebody a lot, but if that person is not for you and that person is not your husband, he is just not your husband. You're just to me prolonging the inevitable. Right. Um, and and also prolonging you not being with your husband. I mean, that's exactly. the last school. Look at it. Um, you know, they say, um, uh, what is it? Rejection. Let that don't, you know, it's not rejection. It's redirection or, exactly. or it's not rejection. It's God's, you know, um, protection, protection. You know, that right. sometimes, you know, it feels like rejection when you like someone or you think you like someone, you want to move forward and they're not on the same page and it doesn't work out. It's God redirecting you. And it could also be God protecting you too. Like you don't know whatever else is going on with that person. So it's it's hard to, I will say, it's very hard to look at it in the midst of it. Um, I always joke, you know, the last couple of years for me, again, I don't have a problem meeting quote unquote high value guys, guys that are whatever, doctors, lawyers, finance guys, you know, they don't need anything from me uh, financially that are attractive, that, you know, come from good families and things like that. So, you know, a lot of times people feel like, oh, wow, you're attracting me. This, this, that's like the first step. Yes, yeah, the first step. But a lot of these people have trauma mm-hmm. that, that that's not on a piece of paper that they have. Right. Like, emotional trauma that is trickling down into who they are and where they are right now. Because like you said, yeah, they may want to get married eventually. They want to get married and they want to have a wife and a partner and all that. But if they're dealing with a specific trauma right now in their life or ongoing trauma that hasn't been resolved, they're probably not looking to get married right now. So, 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 So no matter how great you are and what you do for them, if their mindset is not already that they're looking to get married, then y'all on two different pages. Exactly. It's just, and y'all it's unequally like, yoked at that moment and right. y'all, y'all can't get married. No. If two don't agree, no. y'all can't walk together. Like if, no. if you're not on the same page and you're not on the same page and a lot of women lower their expectations and standards, especially over 30, because they're like, okay, if he's not ready yet, I can still wait for another year. Can you? Right. Can you? Can, can you, you wait for another year? Because they can wait for another year. They can have babies until they 80, 90 years old. And even if we could, I still don't think it's right that you should put your life on hold. You can still love love that person from a distance. You can care for them from a distance. But you can also put yourself in a position where you can be open to someone new that is ready. And that's my prayer for myself and anybody else in their 30s is listening to this, that we continue to put ourselves in positions with people that are actually ready 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 now right right ready now um and again that's if you're ready if you're okay with not getting married right now then then you're fine but that's your that's fine that's your desire and and then you're in line with somebody with that desire right and you can wait and you you and that person can come to the same page like okay because this is happening we're gonna wait on this then you're in agreement with that person and you're fine this podcast is for people that are ready to get married now. They're in their thirties or professionals. They're ready to get married now. They've checked off the list in terms of education and what they've been able to do professionally for themselves, but they want to be a wife uh, and potentially even a mother. And they want to, to connect and partner with the right person, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the requisites is that they're going to have to actually be ready to get married. They're not ready right. to get married. Then that already takes them off the list, unfortunately, no matter how exactly. Because a lot of times I'm like, they have all this other stuff. It's like, yeah, but if they're not ready to get married, 
they got all this other stuff, it, it almost becomes irrelevant. Right. I, I hate to say it. It becomes irrelevant that they have all these other things. Um, which leads to your 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 fourth tip, you know, while you're waiting and you know now that you know you, you, someone has gone through your tips and they know what they want and they're not focusing on statistics, they're you know focusing on their discernment and their alignment and what God wants for them in a relationship and all that. Your fourth tip is enjoy where you are. Tell us a little bit more about that. So nobody wants to marry a bitty betty, right? A, like a bitter a bitter betty. Like you need okay. to enjoy your life. Like you have life and you're breathing, right? Last year, 2020, it was COVID. A lot of people were saying, oh, I can't meet anybody because I'm stuck in the house, whatever. Listen, I'm going to weddings this year. So people was meeting people last year. Somehow, so, yeah, people, people was meeting people last year because I'm going to a wedding next week. So my thing is, you need to enjoy where God has placed you right now. And sometimes the the test is, can you enjoy what I've given you and not complain until I take you to your next level? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And some people may not get to that next level. Like you, you know, you're, like you said, check all the boxes and stuff. Um, And you are, you, you know, you're meeting nice people or whatever, but men can tell when you're, there's a desperation and a frustration and they don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Because there, there are women out here that aren't desperate and that are not frustrated. And that's what a lot of men sometimes complain about women who are over a certain age. They feel like if I get in a relationship with this, this person, like her happiness is, is based on me. So if I'm not perfect or if I don't do everything right, then I will, I will feel guilty because she's, she's expecting me or whatever to propose tomorrow. But if he's meeting you, And sometimes you meet people and you don't even know that what God is doing in terms of that relationship. Like when I met my husband, I did not, when we first spoke, I did not think that I was my husband. Mm -hmm. I actually was about to go on a date with somebody else that day. (laughs) So I was not, right. I was not checking for him in particular. Somebody else was taking me out on my birthday. You know what I mean? But we became friends. Um, you know, he was interested in the things that I was interested in. I was traveling. I was like, he saw that I was enjoying my life. I wasn't sulking. I wasn't eating ice cream all day because I'm still not married and I'm over 30. Like I was enjoying my life. And I, and and I, and I joke because I I said, I got to a point where I think I enjoyed it too much. And God was like, all right, like it's time for you to get married now. Because well, actually, actually I'll share with our audience. So we, for the last three years, so it'll be this Mm -hmm. year third year in a row on a weekly basis, Vissel and I do our weekly prayer call where we put out our prayer intentions. Um, so whether you're, you know, Christian or not, or, or religious or not, let's just say you're spiritual, um, you know, people are really big on putting things out into the universe, you know, like really like, man, it's, it's almost like manifesting it in, mm-hmm. in existence. And obviously we're Christian. And so through our faith, you know, we, we pray, we pray, we claim it in advance. We have faith that God is working all things for our good. Um, so we do this weekly call. We do our, 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 our we give our intentions for the week, whether it's like a professional intention or personal. Uh, we put that request in. And so, yes, audience, you're, she's right. She stopped praying about meeting Listen. someone, what is someone. And I said, no, we go we go add that to this because as much as again, professional women, like you said, you can get the house, you can get the car, you know, like, yeah, you can, but who really wants to continue to keep doing all this stuff by themselves? Like to me, it's not that I can't do it and that I 
don't want to be in a position to do it just in case I can't have, no, you should be in a position to do it. If, if, if let's say you, you marry a wonderful person and they die, then that person's not there anymore. You still have to be in a position to do it yourself. That's not what mm. we're saying. What we're saying is not getting someone so that you have to rely on them, but the fact that you have someone that you can build with, you know, create exactly. a legacy with, like have a real partnership, like just beyond like, oh, this is just my husband or this is just my wife. Yeah, we have kids. Like beyond that. And I just, who wants to just do this all by themselves? All and by just, themselves, and yeah. even on a financial note, even if I have it, who wants to pay a mortgage by themselves? Who wants to pay utilities by I'm tired of paying all this stuff by myself. I'm not interested. <laughs> I've never been interested. And, and and in my recent relationships, I haven't had to, right? Like yeah. I, I was considered almost like a cat person, right? Like, I mean, I paid for like my cell phone bill or student loan or something like that, but I didn't have to pay for the household bills. The person took the lead in that because again, they're considered high valued, right? Mm-hmm. So that wasn't something I had to concern myself. And I'll be honest, I, it felt good, yeah. you know, to come in and turn on the light switch and whether I paid the bill or not, the light was still right. coming on, right? right? So so I think for me, yes, it's about knowing that I'm not in this life by myself, that I have it's a partner, I have that line of die, I have that person that's going to be my confident, that confidant, that person that's going to listen to me, that person that's going to be the helpmate, that person that's going to give me advice, things that you can't put a price tag on. You know, those are the things that you really get in a marriage and why I think marriage is so important. And it just seems like a lot of women are skipping over that stuff. They're just having babies on their own, or they're just getting baby daddies. They're like, Forget it. And the thing is, scripture says it. Like, scripture says it. It will be a time where seven women will be to one man and they will only request for his name. And they said, I will pay for everything else. Like, I just need your name and that's it. You know what I mean? So that, that, with that understanding, even what you were saying that, you know, marriage is about partnership and it's about companionship. It's about building together. It is. But right now, when you're not married, God can still give you those relationships that will help you build you to your, for your next level. You know what I mean? Like we had, you know, we have been friends since, since law school. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that was what law school I was 10 years, over 10 years ago. ago. Right. And I've only been married for three years. So even though, even though, you know, I didn't have, I just, I'm like, I'm basically, I still feel like I'm a a newly married woman because three years is still a short, you know, period of time. But I felt like I still felt like I had those relationships where I could nurture, where they loved me, like people loved me, like people um, wanting to be around me, people encouraged me to build myself up. You already like, God willing, you already have some of those relationships, even if you don't have a husband to do that for you right now. So be grateful. The Bible says in everything and all things, be grateful. And so be grateful. Be, be, and the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm over on, on the other side. Your time is not your own anymore. Mm. Right? Like when I was single, I can do whatever. I can take a nap. I can get up. I can, oh, I want to um, go to Cali and see um, Jahan. I could book a ticket. I could do I could do whatever. I was traveling, doing this and that. We went to Costa Rica together. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Now I have somebody else. And see, that's a, that's what a lot of people don't talk about too, the responsibilities of marriage. Like people, when they think about, oh, I just want to be married, they only think about the fun part, but you don't think about the responsibilities of marriage. Yeah, now I've become one, right, I've become one with somebody. So I can't just do whatever I want to do because that's just half of me doing something. I have to tell my other half what I'm doing. And we have to come in agreement before I can now go ahead and do it. And he has to do the same thing as well. We don't just step out. I can't just book a ticket 
mm-hmm. to go because you know next week I'm going to New Orleans. I can't just book a ticket to go to New Orleans without letting him and consulting him. And then I have a child on the top of that, so my time right. is so my so my, right. So, so it's like a whole nother. Like even right time. now, I'm like you know let's do this thing because right. Let's do this interview right because look, Josh will go get up and he gonna be a part of right. He's gonna get up and and then I gotta go into mommy mode and then that's it. You know what right. I mean? So a lot of people, that's, so that's why I'm like, you need to enjoy this stage of your life, of your singlehood, because you're not going to get it back anymore. Even if you got married and unfortunately, you know, got divorced because, you know, people go through different things, but a divorced woman and a woman who was single and never married are still two different, two different things, mm-hmm. two different things, because now that you're divorced, you're carrying baggage from your first marriage into your second. If you, you may even have children by that other man. I mean, you like have children that you're carrying out not a like, queen, a second marriage. Not be like a clean cut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right now, like if you're not married and even if you're single right now and you have children, you're able to work it out and you have a schedule, whatever. There's like a lightness that comes with a first time married bride. You know what I mean? There's like a, there's like a euphemist. There's like a, um, a joy that comes with, that's girl. That's why the wedding industry is so, um, is a billion dollar industry because people will spend on their wedding. People will spend on being a bride. People will spend on celebrating themselves and celebrating others who are getting married because it's such a beautiful thing. And I want everybody, especially us black women to enjoy what that feels like. But until then, enjoy the place that you are right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, so that's what I was And that's about tip that. number four. And then that leads to the, the final tip, which you told me a story about this fifth tip, which I think is, is, uh, I love. Um, the fifth tip is act out in faith. So tell our audience about how you Again, single, no boyfriend, nothing, bought a wedding dress. Right. So I believe faith without works is is dead, right? So we can have the faith. We can say we're praying about it. We can say, oh, I want to get married one day. But if you, to me, if you don't act it out, like if you don't act upon your faith, then it's still just, you know, a, a, a dream, right? So what I did was I, one day I was in Nordstrom's and I saw this beautiful white dress and it was on sale. And I was like, listen, I can afford it. And this is going to signify... Um, that this will be, this will be my wedding dress. Like, I really was like, this, like, I went to the, the cash register and the guy was like, are you getting married? And I said, girl, I did <laughs> yep, not, like, I had not met my husband. Didn't even have to say, yep, sure I said, am. yes, I am. I'm getting married. And he was like, oh, congratulations. And he signaled to his other co-worker. You, how many months was this before you spoke to tell me on your birthday? What, how many? This is probably like a year before. So it was a whole year before you did this. this I had never, oh. I had never met him. Like not even like friends. I had never met him to know whether he was my husband or not. Right. But a whole year a before you, whole year before you bought a, bought a dress. Right. I bought a white, I bought a white wedding dress. People were congratulating me in the stores. Congratulations. I was like, thank you. You know why? Because I was professing it. Like, yeah, like you said, manifestation. And then people, you know, people, people might think, okay, that's a little bit too much. That's crazy. Uh-huh. But is that is that is that faith that is crazy? Is that crazy faith that that really works? You know what I mean? So to me, my thing is if you say that you're a wife, then already act like a wife. Right. That's why they say, you know, act, uh, fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people say fake it till you make it. If you know that you're somebody's wife and he just has not found you, because at the end of the day, Adam had to be awakened to know that that was Eve. He was asleep. 
A lot of people's Adams are asleep right now. He's somewhere out there, but he does not have the awareness that you're his wife, right? So you still are a wife. That does not negate the fact that you are a wife to somebody. It's just that he has not recognized that that's who you are. It wasn't mm-hmm. until Adam was awake that he recognized that God had created him and Eve. So that's another prayer point, girl, because sometimes you, you got to be coming with the prayer points as you act in. Lord, awaken my Adam wherever he is wherever he is wherever he is align and align and align him and align because like you said someone could be like you said up out functional working living their lives um but like you said they're not ready to get married yet so they're still considered sleep exactly even though they're awake so uh so when we say awake like yeah they're already awake in terms of they're, they, they may be talking to you. They may be out in the world. But again, maybe they're not in a place mentally, emotionally, and in their hearts ready to have that forever made. Because at, if you if you look in the Bible, Adam was in two. Adam, Adam had already been created and he already was doing his assignment. He never told, there's nowhere in the Bible where he asked God for a wife. So, mm-hmm. and, that, and that continues. So you're saying that's something God wanted for him. God. So God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. right and then created eve for adam adam never asked um god for eve so there's a lot of men that don't know that they're even ready to be a husband until that's awakened in them right mm-hmm. and so sometimes that prayer point is necessary because you need to help your husband be be awake look at boaz and ruth boaz was seeing ruth working he was see, he acknowledged that she was a good worker he was like who is that on the field like if you look at the story of boaz and um ruth boaz already saw ruth he she he was already in the vicinity ruth was in his vicinity ruth was um working in the field and everything he he asked people to help ruth out give her extra stuff or whatever but never did he consider that he was that ruth was his wife until she was both and i'm not talking about laying nobody man, um man's bed to uh to allow him to notice that you're his wife, that that's ex- that's extreme because she's a widow, and that and those biblical times they had certain um, laws, cultural laws for widows. But you know, notwithstanding, she had to get him get his attention basically because he did not realize that that was his wife. He was not going to marry Ruth. So when people say I'm I'm waiting for my Boaz, why are you waiting for him? Because Boaz is not waiting for you, Ruth had to go and get Boaz. Boaz did not go and get Ruth. You know what I mean? So, so that's why sometimes it's just like you, when, when you know that, and God will show you when it's time for you to get married. Like you'll see certain things. Like I remember one time I was at the bank and this woman was like, I I know this sounds weird, but I just feel like you're about to get married. So that's when I tell you stuff like that was happening to me all the time. Uh So you yes. bought a wedding dress. We have people coming up. And I bought a wedding dress. People, I was at the bank. People was telling me I was getting married. People, people like, what? Married. I guess he coming. I don't know where I he at. I don't know I where he, he and, and mind you, this was like, <laughs> that I had never met, I had not met him at this point. Right. And so that's what I'm saying. Like when you're preparing yourself, when you're acting out in faith, God sees that he is not a God that he lies. He says that we are, you know, that he is our husbands that, that um, in Isaiah 62 it says that we're not forsaken that we're not desolate that just like a young man marries a wife so shall you so shall a son marry you explicit like you will get married and then second of all when we were created we were created to help men for to be a helpmate the bible says man should not be alone it said none of my women because technically women should not be alone if in his plan we were 
created for men. Men to be their helpmate. And, and exactly. that's what I meant by that, just that long term. And I think that's why I am so catering in my personal relationships. I try to let the guy take the lead because first of all, I want him to know that I respect him. I respect mm-hmm. him as the leader of our household. Um, and also, I just want them to know that that they're loved, that they're cherished, that they have a partner that really is going to be their peace at home. It's going to be their happiness. Mm-hmm. That's what people, men want. Men want peace. They want happiness. Exactly. They don't want somebody exactly. coming home, you know, hair sticking up on their head. They're screaming, yelling, kids. <laughs> they're upset. Bills not paid. And I know we, you know, even in marriages and relationships, you know, you have the peaks and valleys and every right. day is not going to be, you know, you dressed in a perfect dress with like cookies in your hand ready for them when they walk through the door. Right. right, you know, right. As much as I, I try to be like a step for wife, I understand that like, it's not going to be that way always, but I actually challenge myself when dating and when I am in relationships as much as possible, when that person comes home or when they with, with me, yeah, you know, of course you could be upset about something or disagree about something, but overall that our time together is a good time and that Mm -hmm. we're figuring things out together and we're trying to be each other's peace and happiness. Like that is my goal more than anything. So um, anyway, like I said, I, 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 we, I, we enjoy, we've enjoyed speaking to you about your tips. Um, uh, my audience by now knows, you know, I'm a teacher, so I'll make sure I go over the tips and just in case someone maybe forgot. Um, so, you know, if you're fast forwarding to the end of this or you want to just write, jot down the five tips that Bessela gave us, the five tips are focus on God, not statistics, understand what you want in a marriage, rely on discernment, enjoy where you are, act out in faith. So I don't know if I'm going to go and buy a wedding dress, but I'm going to buy something. I, that. I, I don't know and what it is. It could be like your, it could be your wedding shoes. I bought yeah, my wedding it could shoes. be anything. Right. Just, I just feel like, again, this is for people that want to get married. Like, I think, I think it's a, it's a, it's an interest. It's almost like an interesting, like, um, like challenge or activity to give yourself. Like, exactly. okay, you say that you really want to get married, then go buy something. Like you said, this is what you want. So yeah. And I it's think also, it's- it, also just really quickly, I also used it as like, uh, um, a 3D vision, like a vision board. Like you see your vision board, like when you make a vision board, like every time you see it, like it's almost like you're focused on that. That's what you want. So when I saw the dress in my closet, I was like one day, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was it's praying. It's like a one constant day, reminder. Gonna, it's a constant reminder. Use it as a prayer point. Like, so, so then that's, that's how like it became real to me basically. Mm, and I love that you said almost like a, a like a, you know, a real life vision board that dress hanging out in the closet. I'm big on vision boards. I do at least two vision boards a year. I always do one in January because that's the top of the year. And it's funny because in my professional life, a lot of things on that board have come true, including this podcast. I put podcasts on here. And so I've launched this podcast in 2021 along with um, the Black Lawyers podcast. So that was on my board. It came true. So you know, just like professionally, you can do what you need to do to execute and get things done. I'm like, like you, you do that so well. So right. put the same amount of energy, energy and focus into your personal life. And so that's what I am right now. Like I said, I've met wonderful people this year, people that I've connected with, people that I care about deeply. Um, and so hopefully maybe it's one of those people. And even if it's not, you know, I believe, like you say, I, I'm going to continue to pray that, you know, uh, if my Adam is sleeping, that he's, he's awake, mm-hmm. that God 
aligns him. I love what you said. Aligns him no matter where he is in the world, that he aligns mm-hmm. him. And also that my heart stays open to who it could be. We put so much energy into checking off the list of doing what we need to do in our professional lives. Like you go to school, you take a certain amount of classes, you graduate. If you are in a profession, you take a licensing exam. And we, mm-hmm. we do that. We do that so well. You know, if we launch a business, we take the steps to do that. We do all of that, but we don't do, we don't put the same amount of energy in our personal lives, and then we wonder why we, we don't have any weight. Like you still have to be like intentional. intentional right. You don't have to be like desperate, but you do have to be intentional, very aligned, you know, God, and just dedicated to making sure that the right person comes into life. Because you're you're right. Anybody at this point can get married. I right. Mean, several people, you know, I had someone propose to me. I had someone else that you know, like, made it very clear that they wanted to be married. I could very well have had been with those people, but I think I realized long term it wouldn't have worked out. And I didn't want to, you know, spend all this money on a wedding and have everyone come together for me to just end up not with that person and still end up having to start back over with someone else. Right. In my thirties, right. I was like, no, like if 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 these aren't the people, then I just need to wait. And so that's what I told myself. I said, I don't think these are the right people long term. And so I made the conscious choice to not marry these people and wait for the person I felt that was um a better fit. So I love what you said about, you know, the dress being almost like, you know, personification of a of a, of a, vis- a, a, vision, a board. vision board and how mm-hmm. like when you saw it, it was just that reminder. And so that's why I love your last tip with act out on faith. Like buy something, do something, get something or put something together that when you see it, just like you see that vision board, it's a reminder um, that it's coming. With that being said, um, please let our audience know where you are on Instagram. I know coming up in the next year, you're going to be doing you know, more IG lives, offering more services as a relationship coach. Where are you on Instagram and other pages? So you can um, go to Giddy and Pearls, G-I-D-I-A-N-D-P-E-A-R-L-S, Giddy and Pearls. Um, right now I'm on hi- hiatus, um, but like you said, I am coming up with like new stuff. I, I had to like take a step back and just like, um, you know, just get in alignment where God is leading me next. Because um, I feel like I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm mistaken a uh, relationship coach. Like it, that was not necessarily my. Right, but um, it's like, it ended up being part of your, I think your calling. I really believe exactly. you put here to help bring people together. Cause like you said, not Adam, mm. God didn't think Adam should be alone. And so exactly. I, this is a, this is a specialty, um, understanding, you know, women and their needs and their fears and being able to coach them through, um, meeting the right people and having successful relationships. I think that's just a, a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So yeah, I don't think, Thank you. you know, you went to law school, you did all these other things. I don't think you thought that that would be a part of your, your journey, but um, I'm, I'm glad that it is because like I said, I need the help. You know, I, I owe her a lot of, <laughs> lot of money for some relationship coach sessions and probably she's done for me. So yes, please find um, this one on, um, uh, Gideon Pearls on Instagram. Like I said, in the in the new year, she's gonna. Um, and if even even now, she actually has a lot of cute like video reels, some IG lives that she's already done. Um, in the interim, you can just check out her page. She actually has already has a lot of content from this year on the page. If you want to just mm-hmm. take a look at some of the things that she talks about, um, very um, engaging, entertaining to watch, and you always pull something um, from it. Um, I'm determined to get her on TV. I know she's like, I need to be on TV unless it's in a certain way. 
but I, I definitely think there's a there's a, a space for her in terms of just being a millennial woman um and and helping people in this way so hopefully you know we're gonna we're gonna put that on the vision board too right uh, praying that, that into existence and, right and well <laughs> Obviously, you guys already follow I Am Legally Fab on, on all our platforms, our website, legallyfab.com. You can see snippets of this, uh, the, the visual, because I know most of you guys are listening to us. Uh, but for those that want to watch some visuals of this episode, it'll be on those platforms as well. And we just want to thank Bissela for taking um, the time out to speak with us today. And hopefully you thank guys you got having some me. good tips. All right. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Until next time, take care. Thank you. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to Your Fab Life. Until next time, please make sure to follow us on all our social media handles at at I am legally fab. Take care.